In trying to look at the first Sunday of Advent and the presentation of a budget, that has been the joy of my week. How do we wrap all that together? And I think the interesting thing is that immediately I say it, we all say, well, that would have been tricky because perhaps we don't see so intricately a sermon on prayer or evangelism or whatever else be an intricate part of what we do as much as maybe giving. It's an awkward little word. Has it anything to do with this? We're not comfortable talking about it individually or as little groups, never mind talking about it in the front of a church. But it seems to me it's part of the deal. Um, read wonderfully in not only English but Spanish. We should probably have asked Reed and maybe have read uh, Acts and, and Irish. Um, the passage in Philippians seems to me to be this great theology of God's giving. And the Acts of the Apostles show us that right at the start of the church, we were being asked to give because not only did they commit themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the sacraments and to the fellowship, but they sold what they had and gave it because of the needs that were around about. And it's not, it's not difficult to see that if this is our vision, we need the fellowship that's committed to the sacraments to one another as we've prayed for Ree and Lily and Tom. And by the way, what I didn't say on that is there's a card up here. My clerk of sessions, glad I remembered that. Um, there's a card up here, and if you would come up after it and sign it for Tom, that would be really helpful. But a congregation that's committed to a man who's just become a hundred and hasn't been with us for a number of years, we are all of that. But still in that model of the early church, there is this giving to the vision. There they were. They'd come out of hiding. They'd come out of Pentecost. They'd seen God do amazing things among them, and they had a vision of what might be possible. But for that to be possible, they realized that they were going to have to give financially. And if we look at the Advent, the first day of Advent, do we not see a God giving everything up as Philippians 2 tells us, emptying himself to become a little baby in the manger. And it's at that point that the parents have taken the little cry that we had there for a period of time out so that we don't have that example that God cooed and cried like that. He was that small. Advent. So we have the theology of Paul may be coming out of an early hymn. We have the actions of the early church as they got their vision. And we have this great, amazing image of the birth of Jesus at Christmas. And it's all about giving. The theology of it, the story of it, and the throbbing heart of Fitzroy at the moment are all bound up in what we're trying to do. I don't want to be too long, as I said, but I kind of was thinking as we come to close in a moment or two um, with when I survey, could we, for the next number of weeks, survey not the cross but the manger? Not that we shouldn't survey the cross. But here we are in Advent. Here's a chance to just do the CSI 
kind of look through the nativity scene. What are the lessons we could learn if we soaked ourselves for this next month and what happened on that first Christmas? And could we, when we're surveying the manger scene, seeing that baby in straw, our richest gain, count it but loss, and poor contempted on all our pride? Could we flick the switch of what we survey and get exactly the same truth? Could we look at that scene and see a whole realm of nature that's ours, an offering far too small, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Not only in his cross, but right there in the manger, because I am convinced that nothing he did or said isn't there. If we just did those few chapters, everything he went on to say, everything he went on to do is in that manger scene. Do you know those kinds of people that you hear about? The famous, the ones in Hello Magazine. And you bump into them. And you come home and you say to your friends, you know, they're so down to earth. With all of that fame and that money, you know what? They were so down to earth. God left heaven to become a bundle of skin and bones in a manger that wasn't clean, maybe with animals around him that hadn't washed, no midwife, on the run as a refugee, pretty down to earth. But when you think about it, down to earth probably comes from that scene. God giving. It's a remarkable image. It's an incredible story. Wonderful poetry. And it speaks in to what we're talking about today. We, uh, new members classes, I'm, I'm a new minister. So a new minister doing new members classes can sometimes, you know, be quite humorous. I'm only getting into the rhythm of it. Now, those who are coming on Wednesday night at 7, and if you're coming for the meal at 8, please RSVP, because we, we, we could do with knowing how many bowls of, uh, well, many bits of bread and water were given you. Um, but the first ones that we came to, when it came to this membership and it came to giving, I was a wee bit nervous and embarrassed. How could I tell these new folk that we'd like them to give? Because I was new. But when I see in picture form what we're giving to, I have no embarrassment about saying team, because that's what we are. If we're going to do the things that we want to do and more, then we've got to give. Not because we have to do things, but because the theology of Philippians 2, because the early church in Acts chapter 2 model it for us, and because most of all Jesus is God's giving for us. And so when we connect with that Jesus and grace impacts our lives, we become givers because that's the God that we start to follow, who starts to indwell us and who we start to become like.
There's a vibrancy about Fitzroy, at least that's what people tell me. There's an energy around. There's a bit of a vision around. We've had people on the streets of the Holy Land over the last few weeks engaging and connecting with the people of the Holy Land because we want to be a church that says, what are the needs of this area? How can we give to this area? How can the word of God that we profess on a Sunday become flesh and seep into this area in that image of Jesus' birth, as John tells us in John chapter 1? How can we be a people who give of ourselves the way that God gave of himself for others? So the discovery team have been on the streets. They've been connecting with the neighborhood. They've been asking the neighborhood, what are the needs here? How can we help here? What's it like living here? What's it like working here? And we have a vision that we might, over the course of these next months and years, make a real impression for Jesus in this area. We have a vision. Like the apostles of that vision when the Holy Spirit came upon them. And when it happened then, people gave. They even sold their possessions to give. It was the most important thing. To love others, to have compassion for others, to take the name of this Jesus and the love of this Jesus to the world. There was nothing more important than that, so they gave to that which they felt was important. Maybe Michael was on to something. If we want to know what's most important to ourselves, let's look at the stubs of the checkbook or glance down that Visa or MasterCard account. It's about giving. Not for ourselves. Not so that we can boast in Fitzroy, but so that the ones that Fitzroy touch can have a different life than the one they're living. We are, by far, let us jump up and down, the best givers in this presbytery. Can I say to you that other ministers are green when they see the stats of presbytery come out? Could I tell you that the last session meeting I went to in Fisherwick, they talked about the giving of you guys. Twice as much per person as any other church in the presbytery. Now, when we go to, or we used to go, and who knows, we might go again, to South Africa, to Gugaletu, all the different elders groups do a collection every year. And then they get cups. Fifth gets a cup. Fourth gets a cup. Third gets a cup. Second gets a cup. And first gets a cup. And they come in the back of the church, and they walk the whole way up with their cup, celebrating what they have got and given for for God. We could start that. I'm not sure how it would work, but it's a, it's a great idea when you're in the midst of it. And I have to say, we were only there for about sixth and I think even sixth get, but uh, we weren't even there for the winners. But I tell you, anybody who got one of those cups was so pleased with getting those cups and the giving in a township that has very little. They had a vision. They had a vision as to how to minister to people that Colin prayed with with HIV AIDS on the week that we remember World AIDS Day. And they were bringing money in in order, not that they would have the biggest church in the area, and they have by far, but that wasn't the point. 
They wanted more people to come in to get food that would nourish them during the week. They wanted more children to come in to get an education that would get them to university that might drip back into the township and give their families something more to eat. They wanted to give because they wanted God through them to serve. We are the best givers. And if we're going to do this and have this vision, we're going to have to look at how we give and what we do. No greater love has anyone than to lay down his life for a friend. No greater love has anyone than to give up a little bit of time on a Friday night to help with youth club that might draw somebody like me who wasn't going to church, who had no connection with church, but went to the youth club and ended up in ministry. Friends like me weren't interested in the things of God, but we went to this little youth club. And today there's missionaries and overseas personnel and there's people who have faith because some people gave up their time on a Friday night. Oh, I like Friday nights. I just like that wee glass of milk. <laughs> just to cuddle up around the TV of a busy week. No greater love hath anyone than to give up their little glass of milk. To come and role model and be a model of Christianity to the young people of Fitzroy and beyond. So that they would grow and develop in their faith or find faith. What about time, resources? What about finances? What is it? What is it? Social comforts? I'm not sure I could hang out with those kinds of people. What we need to learn is a vision of what God wants to do. And if we have a vision of what God wants to do and how he served the world and we buy into that, then it's probably why you're the best givers. Because you've maybe, over the last 50 to 60 to 70 to 100 years, which covers us all, seen a vision that you've given to. And so this morning, don't see it in any way as a scolding. See it as a way to empower us as the team God has in this place. To be aware of what we're trying to do to be aware what it might cost financially, but in volunteer hours and other resources. And to then have the privilege of being a part of what God's doing. Not only here, but as Colin said, right around the world. When we survey either the manger or the cross, we see God giving. And if we lean in to both scenes, we hear the baby or the Savior saying, follow me. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your giving.
of everything. So that we who had nothing can become heirs of God the Father. Joint heirs with Jesus, as it tells us in Romans. And Lord, as we come to be your body on earth, help us to see that right in the center and the core of what we believe is that we too will give. In order that others that at this moment in time have no experience of the grace of God might experience it in whatever way they need to experience it today. Lord, increase our vision. And therefore, increase what we need to give to fulfill that vision. Not only in finance terms, but in what we give to you out of everything we have. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.